Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Do you want a seat at the counter where you can observe the mundane aspects of everyday life? Or do you want to wait for a booth, hon? This week on the Story Song Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode, we walk you through the wonderful world of a story song. And this week, we're talking about Tom's Diner by Suzanne Vega. Do, do, a, um... do, 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 do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, a, uh, a very uh, interesting song with an interesting backstory. And guys... If you like details, well, have I got a song for you. Who likes the mundane of every day? Raise your I hand. Mean, I have to ask a question up front. Is this yeah. a true story? Because it doesn't seem like it, it's a true story. Like, this seems like this is just, this is bananas, you guys. It's so far out there. It's so far out there. There's no way anybody lives their life this way. All of these things happening in one morning, this is like six months right. worth of activity. Could you imagine? Yeah. Could live Could at that imagine? pace. Um, yeah. I thought, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but this, in fact, uh, did happen. Not that it's uh, all that surprising uh, to discover. But, uh, but like on multiple visits fact, to the diner, right? Like this didn't all happen at once. Can't be. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Um, but uh, so the story, real quick, is uh, Suzanne is sitting uh, at a diner having some coffee before work. Boy, I really seems like there should be more uh, to that, <laughs> but there's not. That's, <laughs> that's really the story. Oh, man. So, that's uh, the end. First of Tied all, it up in a little bow. Listen, first of all, I'd like to start right there with, with mm-hmm. I know we haven't gotten to the lyrics yet, but even the story, yeah. I don't, unless you want me to wait till the, the first, the first uh, line of lyrics. What, what what are you going to say? What I was going to say is, 
much like in almost every single sitcom, mm-hmm. who are these people who have time to sit places and have <laughs> breakfast before work? Okay. What are you talking about? Let's put a pin in that for one second. Okay, because I have just a lot because, to say about it. Just because I wanted to say that, um, so for anyone who doesn't know, we're, we are doing the remix version mm. of this song. And for if you don't know, the song was originally released as an acapella song, no instruments other than Suzanne singing. It was remixed by a group called DNA. That is a long story that we will get into <laughs> later. But the important thing to know is that originally the do 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 um, that was not throughout the song. It only happened at the very end, right. and in fact was like as the song was fading out. So it was not a was not a big part of the song at all. Um, they, they, in the remix, they turned that into like the chorus of the song for the audience at home. And for my co-hosts, the doo 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 doos are canon. They are on the table. If you want to <laughs> use the doo 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 doos, if we want to discuss the doo 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 doos, the doo doo doos are canon. We are assuming yeah. that the doo 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 doos are there yes. where they appear gotcha. in the song. Um, yeah. and the second thing, not that. This is not super important, but there is a stanza that is left out of the remix, mm-hmm. which that's in the original version, which we will discuss. Great, interesting. Um, Great. Yeah, when we get there, that is all. I do have to say, this is this is a perfect song to do because this is our um, just after Thanksgiving episode. So mm-hmm. it's like yeah. when you're when you're like really sick of leftovers, you know what? Let's just go <laughs> to a diner. Let's go to the diner and get grilled cheese. Yeah, let's just go to the diner yeah. and get grilled so- cheese. Just something simple. Yeah, just that's like it. my stomach, I can't take anything fancy. Let's just do simple diner. Yeah. You know, like I said, just a, a little snack, maybe some coffee, and then and then we're out. I don't need know. to see a cranberry for another year. Right? <laughs> and then that one person gets the turkey open face sandwich. You're like, we just had turkey. I am sitting in the morning at the diner on the corner. I am waiting at the counter for the man to pour the coffee. And he fills it only halfway And before I even argue He is looking out the window At somebody coming in So to Rachel's point Just sitting in a diner <laughs> before work I, I mean uh, Now I understand going to your Starbucks But I mean well, well first of all let's start there It's 1987 So that maybe the idea of like a Starbucks Of a Dunkin' doesn't quite exist the way it does today. Or maybe I'm wrong. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Yes, yes. Hold up. Yeah. I'm For, holding up. First of all, she has a diner on the corner. What a dream. What a dream. Right. I would love <laughs> that. Love it. Well, this is but this is definitively New York City. Oh, definitive. This is very New York City. Yeah. Well, not, I, I again, the, the, a lot of this is me going to be, uh, uh, that's, that's the other caveat I should say at the beginning of this. A lot of this is me going to be, is going to be me saying, we'll talk about that later. Okay. But we will talk about this later, but this is a real diner. Yeah, in New sure. York City. Great. Okay. Love it. Okay. Love it. Well, I so it's, I'm just saying, uh, it's, it's listen, New York. Uh, can, I say, can I ask this question? Yes. Is there a chance we've been to this diner? I don't know. Oh, well, you know this diner. Okay, let's, we'll find out. Um, I'll tell you that. Oh, can I, I ask I a second question? Is. I think I know what diner sure. this is. My question is, um, why are we not recording this episode live from that diner? Oh, that would have been good. Missed opportunity. (laughs) That is a missed opportunity. Um, But uh, you know what's great in a podcast? Just the constant clinking of (laughs) (laughs) plates. 
in the background. And us eating disco fries in between. <laughs> Could you imagine? So anyway, why doesn't the guy throw the coffee? Oh, <laughs> extra gravy over here. <laughs> soda needs a refill. Because um, right so, now, who's not thinking guys. about like, oh, a blueberry muffin and like uh, a cup of coffee exactly. would be great right now. Michael's getting a blueberry oh, muffin, okay. s- split in half toasted. Or is that yeah. corn muffin? You like a corn. You like a good corn muffin, don't you? Anyway, Any muffin's uh, good. We're we're talking yeah. breakfast right now, so that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, so what? Couple so of omelets my, for everybody. Let's let's on. do let's do it's a great. round of omelets. So he, yeah. here is why I don't think this is a Starbucks a round of omelets. <laughs> omelets for everyone. Everyone gets an omelet. What's great about diners <laughs> is you could get a breakfast and be like, yeah, I would love to get a uh, orange soda. And right. do you want home fries with that? Mm, nope, just a stack of French fries would be great. Yeah, yeah. disco fries. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, <laughs> stack so, of French fries covered in melted cheese, a little bit of gravy. And side of gravy. That's perfect. I'll tell you what, not, now that this has turned into diner talk, my cousin and, and I and, and his girlfriend, we go to, to brunch and we don't go to diners as much, but this is a genius thing. What, yeah. what, is, what he's turned me on to is this. You get your breakfast and Something that's too much at breakfast is pancakes, French toast, that kind of stuff. So what you do is you get your breakfast, whatever it's going to be. Then you get pancakes for the table. You share pancakes. It's genius. It's genius. Because you know how many pancakes I want? I want three bites. I want three bites of pancake. It's perfect. Anyway, back to the And then you get some to-go pancakes. So that you can have them like as you're you're walking to the car and on the drive home. Yeah, you got to drop them off to Jewel. (laughs) I would like to get back to the fact that this is not a Starbucks situation. I don't think this is like a Dunkin' situation because there are no. bodegas and stuff like that. There's delis. She can get a cup of coffee guess, and yeah. she can even go. She's not standing at the diner counter. She's sitting. No. So she doesn't have a blue and white disposable cup and she's waiting for him to right. fill the coffee for $1.50. Um, right. She is sitting at the counter with a thick walled porcelain or ceramic cup and sure. he is and i she's think waiting for him to fill the coffee but i also think oh maybe i'm wrong but i think this is a refill right because if he only fills it halfway the first time that's a problem no but if, he's, I, if it's a bottomless cup of coffee and he and he's refilling it that's one thing but or maybe no, i don't know maybe well, i'm wrong you gotta say the next verse because i think that that's what it what it is because okay um because I think he gets distracted. Right. Okay. Well, he fills it only halfway. And before I even argue, now here's what I was going to say. Is you can't do the half. You got to fill it to the top. The reason being, diner coffee, it's terrible, but there's a lot of it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Oh, so yeah. the, the reason for the diner coffee Keep is the quantity. Yeah. The quantity of the coffee, not the quality. So you can't you you, you got to fill it all the way up. I understand your friend's coming in the door, but you got to fill it all the way up. That's all I'm saying. But you, d- I mean, I, I, there's so many times they come around. They're like, "Little coffee, you get coffee, get coffee," and then all of a sudden they're looking over, asking a question. You're like, "Just, I just need a little bit more. You're just too right. You're, you're at my, you're you're in front of me for just too long while you stare right. off into space. I need a little bit. The problem. Let's, let's, let's finish this transaction and then you can move on. <laughs> right. The problem with the bottomless coffee, I mean, I guess you could, but, you know, 
you're really you're you're really kind of sucking that last drop. You're putting the cup down very loudly. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to make it clear, like, look, you, the cup is empty. You push it either you don't like have to, on the other side right. of the counter or to the edge of the table. Yeah, you don't want to have to ask for the refill. You know what I mean? But it's still like it's hard to get that that attention to make sure they know that you need the refill I mean, for the coffee. You know who does it right? I think IHOP does gives you just, just gives you a carafe at the table. It genius. That yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. well done. Well done. Good job, IHOP. I mean, you got you got boysenberry syrup and you got crafts at the table. I mean, really. You're living yeah, I don't life. think that's coffee. I think it's the boysenberry syrup. I think you've been drinking boysenberry syrup. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what? What does coffee taste I like? like? Coffee tastes uh, it has mm-hmm. hints of berry and corn syrup, as right. far yeah. as I know. Yeah. <laughs> also, my teeth being purple is, uh, <laughs> has nothing to do with. And then I and then I add five sugars to it, and then slowly <laughs> gulp it down the thick the thick boysenberry coffee. Oh, guys, I'm awake for days. Uh, <laughs> made no, made exactly. myself sick at the thought of it. <laughs> but I think what's Nice about the fact that she only gets a half a cup of coffee. If the waiter was distracted, this could have gone two ways. One, she gets a half a cup of coffee. Two, he is consistently pouring and overfilling, um, <laughs> boiling hot coffee. I guess that's right. true. Yeah, yeah. that's Into true. this diner coffee cup, complete with saucer because they're fancy. Um, and it's just going everywhere, and everybody's yeah. screaming like, "Stop pouring! Stop pouring!" And he's like, no, I'm just, I'm looking out the window. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're right. The, 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 the alternative is the, the pour and the scalding on the, on the pants. So yeah. I guess, I guess if you had to pick one, the only half cup is, is, is right. the better option. Yeah. And, and, and listen, <laughs> he's also thinking like, don't you, don't you just add a half a cup of sugar and milk to this? Yeah. You said like how you take right. coffee? That's on you. Um, and to get to the, the like sort of point I was making before is. Um, you know, maybe he just pours half a cup of coffee because you got to get to work, lady. Like, you got to go, lady. Come on. I mean, you're at a diner before work. Those people drive me nuts because <laughs> I can't be them. I, I don't right. have that get up and go to be like, you know what? I'm just going to wake up. I'm going to go somewhere, have my breakfast, and then I'll get to the office on time. No, no. Yeah. No. There's, uh, it drives <laughs> me nuts in sitcoms where they all get together to hang out with their friends for breakfast, and then I'm sorry, is that sitcom that you're talking about friends? Every sitcom does it. I've never seen a sitcom where there isn't a group of people who get together for breakfast before work or school or something like that. I don't, I want to see real life where you don't speak to your friends for an entire week and you get together (laughs) for brunch. That's what brunch is for. Right. Nobody's getting together on a Wednesday for breakfast. And if you are, you have to reevaluate your relationships because if you have breakfast friends, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> There's something what you flawed. Just, what if you just had breakfast friends? If you're, what if you saw them no other time other than at breakfast? If you're retired, that's fine. If you're not oh, retired sure. and you have to get to work, that's an issue. Because yeah, if you're, yeah, yeah. If you're breakfast friends, you're not really friends. It's like going out on a date on a Tuesday. That's not a date. You're feeling right. it out. You're Tuesday's not, the most romantic night of the week. Um, I Isn't that a Kenny Rogers song, Breakfast Friends? <laughs> I Pretty got sure breakfast it is. friends. Um, the sitcoms that, that always fascinate me are, are ones like Friends, where 
they're not meeting in a diner for breakfast mm. before nope. work. They're, they're at their home. Right. Monica and Rachel's apartment. Um, yeah. And Monica is cooking breakfast. I'm like, is it's, she awake at five o'clock in the morning? Makes no sense. To cook breakfast and they're eating at like 545 to get to work? It's, it makes sense. Where do they sense. get the energy? <laughs> I mean, maybe they drink boysenberry syrup. Yeah, that's like, how true. They do it. You know, and maybe that's coffee. why. Maybe that's why the waiter only gave her a half a cup of coffee. Maybe he actually cares. Right. He's like, "You're not going to get to sleep tonight." Yep, Look, that's I right. think cup and a half is all you get. Mm-hmm. Too much caffeine. Um, so he fills it only halfway, and before I even argue, he is looking <laughs> out the window. I'm sorry, somebody coming in. Before yeah. I even argue, like that's her. That's her go-to. That's not even an escalation. That's like look. She she is not having it. Where right. it's not like, excuse me, can I get a little more coffee? It's like, what are you doing, sir? Here's the thing. She hasn't had a coffee yet. This <laughs> this is New York. This is New York. Okay. We are going to see her demonstrate more than once the New York City superpower. Okay. We will talk about that when we get there. But the the minor version of the New York City superpower is like you're saying. The immediate argue, like not, not like he's she can see him lifting up the the you know the coffee pot like ever so slightly mm-hmm. she knows and she's just like immediately about gonna start arguing yeah. about how much coffee he has put he's put into the coffee cup so that but she can't she didn't even get there because she notices that he's looking out the window she grabs a butter knife and she's like do not move that coffee pot. <laughs> <laughs> I am not fooling around here, man. <laughs> um, so he's looking out the window at somebody coming in. Now we can address the do to do doos at this point if we want. This is this is actually the second. It starts with the do 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 doos. Right. So again, we can address it. We can we can ignore it. But is is this a song that's in her head? The, that's sort that just she's the singing. What is? I'm just saying. What do we think that in this context? What do we think the doo doo doos? Again, yeah. knowing that they were not in the original song, but we are t- we take these songs as canon. I think whatever yeah. happens in them happens, I, whether they were intended or not. Much like Manhattan, I think the doo 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 doos are a character in the song. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a likable uh, no, character. What I <laughs> what I think it is is you know she's th- this is in eighty seven or ninety. Um, you don't have your phone to distract you. She's maybe got the paper. Uh, That's a good point. Um, so all she's doing is noticing things, and then every once in a while she's like, "What else?" Do 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 do. Okay, okay, I like that. Yeah, it's sort of like a do 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 do. Yeah. Like, what else am I gonna do right now? Right. Yeah. Or maybe she does have a cell phone. That's her ringtone. And she's from the future. Yeah, yeah. And it's the office calling, being like, "Where are you?" <laughs> Sorry, so you are just having brunch. Yeah, you are three hours late <laughs> to the office. <laughs> it's eleven o'clock. It is always nice to see you, says the man behind the counter to the woman who has come in. She is shaking her umbrella, and I look the other way as they are kissing their hellos, and I'm pretending not to see them, and instead I pour the milk. It's always nice to see you, says the man behind the counter 
To the woman who has come in, she is shaking her umbrella. And I look the other way as they are kissing their hellos. And I'm pretending not to see them, and instead I pour the milk. Okay. See, so she is taking her coffee light. See? Well, yeah. So I yeah. think because There's she. No other choice. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think it's because it's like I would like a full beverage. Um, yeah. So I think she's pouring the milk because she doesn't want to like just you know she wants to pretend that she doesn't see them and there's space in the mug so might as well put some milk in there. <laughs> so. Along with the who has time to have breakfast at a diner in the morning, mm -hmm. who is kissing the waiter? Okay, so when they come in. So here's the thing about this song. I yeah. first of all, I've always wanted to be a regular at a diner, uh, to the okay. point where they're like, "Hello, do you want this? You want your usual today?" The answer is yes, yes, I do. Thank you so much. Yep. That so like my dream in retirement is just to be a regular at a diner. Sure. Never, never in my, in, in, in when I'm envisioning this, am I kissing the, the staff? <laughs> never. Right. It's not happening. This isn't a French restaurant where they're like, oh, yeah. Madame Baba. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> <this> is, <laughs> Damn Baba. Madame <laughs> Doo-doo-doo-doo. This is the diner on the corner. You're not giving them little kisses on the cheek. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. I don't know. Do we think there's more to this relationship besides just oh, customer and waiter? And that's why he's looking out the window. That's why he's so distracted. Because he says it's always nice to see you. So yeah, well. presumably, I mean, she's a regular, but I'm saying like maybe, maybe there's behind the scenes, there's a romance brewing here. There could Is be. There could be. You guys, they're breakfast friends. Yeah. Oh, breakfast friends is the morning version of a part-time lover. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe she's Carly Simon from the song Coming Around Again, which is a song we're probably going to do at some point. But she says, mm -hmm. um, there's a lyric in the song that says, you pay the grocer, fix the toaster, kiss the host goodbye. So she kisses the waiter hello. Oh, okay. 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 So it's Carly Simon. Keep, keep that in, we're good. Keep that in mind when you do that song, Michael. Yeah, this will be the expanded universe. It'll, it's, I'm planning it all out. It's going to be great. I do like that we get the weather forecast from this. Mm -hmm. We get the weather. It's it's clearly raining. Yeah, well, it's not really the weather forecast. That's the weather present. Now cast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the current. <laughs> that's that's the weather report. <laughs> that's yeah. that's um, looking out the window. Right. It's weather on the eights. Uh, <laughs> Traffic and weather on the eights. Someone shaking their umbrella. Um, okay, so this is what I was talking about. Maybe this she's shaking her instance. umbrella at the waiter for, like, giving her a half a cup of coffee. Like, hey, you. Yeah. Remember last time? Last time you <laughs> gave me half a thing of coffee. I want a whole thing of coffee. But, miss, <laughs> this is Tom's half coffee diner. <laughs> <sighs> All he got is half cups. That's it. Um, it's our whole deal. Just a shot glass of coffee. <laughs> So this, I was talking about the New York City superpower, mm -hmm. and this is it. The skill that we all have, whether we know it or not, pretending not to see something oh, yeah. that is directly in front of you. <laughs> the, 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 ultimate, the ultimate power of anyone who's lived in New York City. Yeah. Uh, there's something happening, and you just 
mariachi band? No, there isn't. Guys break dancing <laughs> on the subway? Nope. Nope. Um, Nothing. Man clearly peeing in the middle of the street? No, he is not. Yeah. That man is not there. I did not see it. It is not happening. Everything is fine. Uh, and that's that's what she employs here because she's pouring the milk because she's pretending that she does not see that these two are making out yeah. uh, across the <laughs> the counter of the diner. I do like the idea that they're making out. It's just not a kiss hello. They're just full on making out. Yeah. Uh, but it is true. You can definitely tell like a, a newcomer from a from like a native New Yorker, a longtime New Yorker by how they react to the things around them. New Yorkers exactly. don't get startled easily. And by and by how they react easily. Well, to say and by how they react, it's any sort of a reaction whatsoever. Correct. Um, correct. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any reaction to what's happening around you, that gives you away as not being a native New Yorker. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is Subway 101. I didn't yeah. notice the mariachi band that is literally three inches away from me yeah. at eight o'clock in the morning playing Sincerely by the McGuire Sisters as loudly as possible. Yeah. Didn't even notice. Yeah, no, that... That man who just did like a flip on the um, bar <laughs> on the pole of the subway and almost smacked me in the face. I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that at all. No. Mm-hmm. That mariachi band story, by the way. It's a true yeah. story. Yeah. Of course, it's a true story. Yeah. I have. Very I, believable. I mean, <laughs> 8 a.m. playing sincerely by I mean, the McGuire sisters. Listen, I commute. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I, I commute into the city and there have been times where the doors open up like two stops from where I got on and somebody comes on with an accordion and I just want to <laughs> give up on the day because yep. I'm like, this can't be happening on my way to work. But yes, the, the New York superpower comes into play and you just say, hold on. You just hold on and you stare at your phone as if your life depended on it. You just say this is not happening. This is just, I live, I am in a tiny, I'm in a bubble. I'm in a bubble. And anything that's outside of that bubble is not happening. It's just not happening. Yeah. It doesn't matter if someone has come on the subway and said, ladies and gentlemen, I am, no, nope. that, that person is not there. No. Like anything that's happening is told, that smell is not happening. I'm not buying chocolates. Everything is fine. I'm not buying chocolate or <laughs> Definitely candy. Definitely not buying chocolates. Not half. I was on, I was on the subway, going home. Door on one side of the car opens. Full mariachi band comes in, plays about ten seconds of a song. Door on the other end of the car opens. Second full mariachi <laughs> band <laughs> enters into the car. Both of them begin playing. Separate, different <laughs> songs. <laughs> Guess what, guys? Did that happen? No, because I none of it was happening. I did not pay attention to any of it. Yep. I just turned up my headphones, and everything was fine. It was fine, you guys. It was totally and fine. And all I could hear was... Just sang my mantra song. That's it. And I got home just fine. If you're worried about being um distracted by and look some some subway musicians are great um they they're all usually very talented musicians they're playing on the subway and it's just it's the timing mm-hmm. that really gets you and oh, yeah. the proximity to um an accordion or a trumpet um 
right. that that kind of throws you. But you yeah. know that it's going to happen if if you get a seat and the temperature is perfect and there it's not crowded and it's a quiet car. Within two stops, you are yep. guaranteed somebody with an accordion. And Without it's just like, no, no, this was, I was reading a book. I, I want I've to had clear. in one subway ride, I've had mariachi band, uh, accordion, and acapella doo-wop group. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have, I, this is, I have no personal problem with a mariachi band. Um, or break dancers, or a bunch of all guys doing acapella. Um, uh, whatever barbershop quartet or whatever you would call it um it's that's not the problem it's it's the being trapped in a metal tube under yes. the ground. this is not <laughs> this is not, not the, time the time or the place for it you understand what i'm saying yeah your guitar is very close to my to my face yeah it's sir. also the time I, of the morning that that does not I've, help i've had a day and i just want to get home yeah so let's just again if it's um, like 8 a.m there's there's a sensory yeah. overload situation happening too, where you're just not ready right. for it. Yeah. And I appreciate that you're getting after it. I appreciate that you're here early in the morning. You're you're rise and grind. Um, but just I I just I need I just need this to not be happening right now. And That's listen, all. and guess what? Here's the good news: it's not. No. So everything's fine. <laughs> and I bet you a hundred percent to bring it back to the song. I bet you a hundred percent. That's what Susanna is thinking. Is like it is too early for this. Right. I don't need to see you guys early. giving kisses. I have to get to work. So, I need to drink my half a cup of coffee and get to work. So while she is ignoring what's happening, I think this works out perfectly. Because while she's ignoring what's happening, she's pointing the mug. She's going, yeah, just singing a little song to herself. Uh, so she's not paying attention. Maybe she's not singing it to herself. Maybe she's singing it really loudly so that the waiter who's kissing mm -hmm. the woman coming into the diner hears it. So she's like. Do, 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 do. I could use some more coffee. <laughs> and yeah, banging do, it do, with the. I open the paper. There's a story of an actor who had died while he was drinking. It was no one I had heard of. And I'm turning to the horoscope and looking for the funnies when I'm feeling someone watching me. And so I. Here's my impression of that actor. Well, it's sad that I don't drink myself to death, but at least everyone knows who I am. Um, <laughs> that's sad. Aww. And I'm turning to the horoscopes, and I'm looking for the funnies. <laughs> when I feel someone watching me, and so I raise my head. This is 100% how I read the newspaper. I pretend <laughs> like I give a crap about the real stuff, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to read like three uh -huh. headlines. Oh, oh, stock mm -hmm. exchange. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, oh mm -hmm. what's this about the tax oh. rates? Oh, mm -hmm. thousand. Yeah, thousand dead. Uh -huh. Oh, thank God, Marmaduke. <laughs> there Here he go. is. Now we're getting into the good stuff. Let's now. see what's up with apartment 3G. What are they? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Man, those Lockhorns cannot get along. <laughs> I don't know why they don't just get divorced at this point. Um, I guess because they're the only two people on earth whose feet are shaped like that. I guess that's why they're together. I guess. Man, oh, man. Chronicling an unhappy marriage one panel at a time. Yeah. 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 yeah she, tar she opens the newspaper and sees half a cup of coffee. Ack. <laughs> And, oh. 
Um, and this is definitely also, I don't think that she brought this paper in. I think this is, uh, Oh, it's a diner paper. I think it's a diner paper. I think it's a paper that was just left there. And since he's clearly not coming back for more coffee, she's, and she's, there's people making out next to her, which also, (laughs) again, never thought of that, but here we are. Like, she's definitely like, I guess I'll just read this newspaper. Yeah. But I think she says it real loud. I think she's yeah. like, I guess I'll read the newspaper while I'm waiting for this coffee. I'm just going to, I'm going to turn to the funnies. Hmm. You busy? Oh, are you a Scorpio? It's a, oh, oh, you're going to disappoint. Uh, it says you're going to disappoint a customer today. <laughs> oh, look at that. These horoscopes really work. <laughs> There's a woman on the outside looking inside. Does she see me? No, she does not really see me. She sees her own reflection. And I'm trying not to notice that she's hitching up her skirt And while she's straightening her stockings, her hair has gotten wet The New York Superpower, twice in one song, within 30 seconds, Mm -hmm. the New York Superpower comes back Because she's trying not to notice that that she's hitching up her skirt And while she's straightening her stockings, her hair has gotten wet New York where you notice New York no- City. where you notice nothing and everything's a mirror. These things are true. <laughs> exactly. New yes. Yorkers also do not care who's on the other side of that window. We're going to use it as a mirror and you mind your own damn business. Well, cuz I mean the thing that's funny too about New York is you're just never alone, right? right? You're just you're always in the company of people. So at some point you just start to break down and you're just weirdly less self-conscious cuz you're right. like I, I'm there's never going to be a point where I, people aren't going to be around. Sure. Me, so whatever. Like, I'll just I'll just look look in this window and, and fix my stockings. And who cares? Yeah. Like, this is one of a billion people who I'm going to run into today. So, yeah, I'm not that worried. And we're about not going to run into each other again. Probably ever. I do like the no. beginning. It, it almost sounds existential for Suzanne Vega. There's a woman <laughs> on the outside looking inside. Does she see me? <laughs> Does anyone am really the, see me? Yeah. Am I the woman on the outside? Am I the reflection it, the, or the real the, person? The, right. The the woman on the outside. I the is that the person I'm projecting to the world? Right. And then the and on the inside is the real me. And can the person on the outside see me? And then, oh no, it's just someone looking at through the window. Okay, never mind. Forget <laughs> that. Don't about oh, that. she's just fixing her stockings. I actually just wrote a self-help book called There's a Woman on the Outside Looking Inside. Does she see me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Self-published. The, it's nice. I was going to say. Uh, subtitle. No, she does not really see me because she sees her own reflection. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter two. I'm trying not to notice that she's. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. Forward by. Dr. Tobias Funke. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I love this verse. It's just, it is so New York. It is so, it paints such a vivid picture. It's so, you've seen people do this. It's, there's glass. Every, yeah. like every, there, every building has right. glass windows. You, you, you're rushing to work. You're rushing to the subway. You check your hair you you do whatever you have to do you you fix your hat does anyone still wear a hat um it's it it is it's so mundane and so right. vivid 
it's it's just a very yeah. cool verse. Yeah. And and the and I think that's sort of what the song is about. Like she's noticing things, she's not noticing things. So she sees this woman, she doesn't see her, seeing it's it's just it's all about an observer. It's it, it, it's a right. very cool song. Yeah, and I think the cool thing about it too is I mean, we've all had this experience. These things happen where you're sitting somewhere, especially if you're sitting by yourself and you're just trying to figure out something to to distract your mind, but and you're you see something outside and for a little bit you're like, is this what am I looking at here? And then you're like, I right. can't, I can't be looking at this because there is this sense of almost voyeurism where it's like you, it's, it's the like these these social norms of no, that's that person's space. Like there's a there's a right. wall between us. Just because it's made of glass doesn't mean that like I'm supposed to see them do whatever they're doing, right? right. So you know, it's the trying not to notice. You can't help yourself if somebody's literally like just fixing their stockings right in front of you. But it's your job as a New Yorker to try not to notice. You're going to notice because you're, right. you know, you're going to get to the to the office. And you're going to say, you know, there was a lady. She was just sitting in front of the window, <laughs> like just like fixing her stockings. And I'm like pretending to look away. But how can you not look? She's got her skirt hiked yeah. all the way up. Right. And they say, Suzanne, again, you're four hours late. Anyway, um, I got to go to lunch. I'll see you later. <laughs> just wanted no. to tell you. Just wanted to tell you about the lady I saw in the <laughs> on the other side of the window. Rachel, we need your expertise. Uh-huh. Uh, straightening your stockings in, in the middle of the sidewalk. How how realistic is this uh, is this situation? Or is this more it of like an on 80s? the lady. It's it feels like a working girl thing. Not not no. working girl, okay. like working girl like the mo- like the movie. No, I understand. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean <laughs> I <assume you> mean. <laughs> I'll t- I mean, I'm sure I'm sure those working girls also have to straighten their stockings. That's true. But I mean I- That's not what we're talking about. I'm I'm gonna guess these are like literal like pantyhose. They do yeah. get First of all, they're annoying as can be, and they can get really mm-hmm. uncomfortable if they're sort of like twisted a bit or like like they're pushed down too much or they're not like straightened out. So there could come a time where you're just like, I can't take this anymore. I have to fix these. Right. Like, I have yeah, to yeah. make sure that these look right. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's it's legit. I'll I'll allow it. OK. Yeah. <laughs> <All> right. um, <laughs> so the the part that they uh, cut from from the. Um from the song she says and she's straightening her stockings they are bright green she is headed for the saint james she is playing peter pan (laughs) this is mary martin Uh, uh... well because and this this woman does not have time to sit in a diner before work no no. she's on the go no she's got a matinee well yeah okay fair enough um so but the great tragedy is, of course, her stockings are straight, but now her hair is wet. Well, so this, which is this hilarious, because she's it's, she's yeah. paying attention to her reflection in the pouring rain. Well, yeah. I think she's she's letting one thing go to fix another, which is pretty funny. I, I wonder if she's trying to. Isn't that life, though, Michael? Isn't that, yeah. life? Isn't that life? Oh, that's life. Oh, that's 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 just... that's, that's your second book. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't straighten your stockings while your hair gets wet. That's, right. that's right. Uh, that's well, I right. also think I think that's what's interesting is she's she's straightening her stockings and stuff like it's the stuff that no one's going to notice, but everyone's going to notice that her hair's wet. Right. You know. Well, so it's true. it's 
it's about the observation. It's about like it's this whole song is just people going about their day and 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 how they present themselves versus how people see them. It's yeah, super interesting. Yep. Yeah. Do 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 do. do. The morning as I'm listening to the bells of the cathedral. I am thinking of your voice. This is the first time we get an interior uh, I an mean, interior sort of thought from her. She's thinking of your voice. That that last line uh is amazing. Mm-hmm. Is amazing. Because it's all mundane, and then at the end, Suzanne hits you with the fact that this is not mundane. This is like a woman who is just sitting there, like, all these things probably remind her of this person, of this uh, voice, right? Like, so I think this all kind of, like, adds up to, like, even in this moment of mundane, I am thinking of your voice. Well, and in some ways we were joking about it, but there's your exterior life, right? Like, I'm drinking my coffee, I'm reading the paper, but then there's everything that's going on inside your head. Yeah. Like, I sometimes I think about that, too. Like, even sitting on the subway, I'm just being like, everyone on this train is thinking about something right now. You know what I mean? Like, everyone has, like, a full interior life that is happening for them that no one else on Earth could ever truly know. Like, even if they were to explain it. You know, you never fully know, like, the classic, like, stoner dorm room conversation of, like, well, what if I see something different for blue, and you see something different, but we both (laughs) say it's blue, so we never realize, yeah, we never, like, you know, so what if, what if one person's, like, interior thoughts are very different from someone else, but you would just never know, because you're like, yeah, I was thinking about something, and then you're like, yeah, I know what it's like, anyway. This, so, this last line, these last, this last line, I am thinking of your voice just makes this song incredible. Incredible, yeah. because there's no even hint that a line like that is ha- going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that, that and there's internal... such mystery about it. Yes. Yeah. Because you don't it know who she's thinking of. Somewhere... No. You don't know why. It's right. just someone who is not physically there at the diner at that moment. And you right. don't know why they're not physically there. There's a multitude of reasons that they could be physically not there. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, yeah. 100%. They, they um, could already uh, be at work. <laughs> I'm thinking you of your voice. Fi- we'll get to work on time and we yeah. can talk in person. The voice, is, the voice is your boss telling you you're fired because you're not at work. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> uh, it's... Also, I mean, not not to take it to a sad place, but if if she's thinking of somebody who is not there for whatever reason, like this is a song all about mundane day to day distractions. So maybe she's actively trying to distract herself from thinking about this person's voice. Again, that's what I was thinking, Michael. And then think and then something like the bells of the cathedral come in that almost maybe break out of the mundane because obviously cathedral bells are beautiful and you know are uh, almost have a romantic quality to them um ethereal even and so it sort of pulls her into this more uh introspective uh thought process yeah for just or it's the bells that the bells that take her out of it like all of a sudden the bells ring yeah 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 
Is that yeah, what you're that's saying? What I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the the mon- that 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 the bells pull her out of the mundane and into her introspective thoughts. Yeah. Like that's that's what snaps her out of like actively trying to to be distracted. Or yeah. the cathedral bells, she's like, "Oh, what a what a loud brassy sound." Well, now I'm thinking of you. <laughs> <laughs> this song's about Ethel oh, Merman. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, brassy and loud. Actually, the cathedral. Oh, that's your third. Um, that's your memoir. <laughs> um, actually, actually, the bell, the cathedral bells go dong, 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 dong. Um, yeah. I mean, listen. This this song. You just the the picture it paints is just so vivid and full. It's so good. All right, are you guys done? I don't, I don't mean to ask that in a rude way, but because, <laughs> yeah, because I do want to hear this part. <laughs> I'm going to introduce the last stanza that you guys may not even be familiar with. I don't want to say this in a rude way, but are, will you guys shut up already? Like, <laughs> will you enough? shut up already? Enough um, with the bells. Pour my coffee. So <laughs> now this may go in a surprising direction because mm-hmm. this we'll discuss it. But I think this actually gets a bit more poetic for what has been such a mundane, you know, not mundane, but, you know, dealing in the mundane uh, of, of, the mo- of, of the moment to moment. But the final stanza of the original song is, so she says, uh, the bells of the cathedral, I am thinking of your voice and the midnight picnic once upon a time before the rain began. And I finish up my coffee and it's time to catch the train. Wow. That is the last stanza. Wow. Ooh, chills. Mm, <laughs> love it. It's good. Right? It's, um, it's interesting because it's raining, right? Like, it's interesting the line once upon a time in that. Because was this right. last night? And that's why she's getting coffee? And it just started to rain? But for her, mm. it's like almost a f- like fairy tale-esque once upon a time. That's a question. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. That's the thing. Well, this is like the one part of the song that's open to interpretation because everything else is very like, and then this happens and then this happens and right. this happens. So is it a metaphorical of, ring? I mean, right, well, right. I mean, did they literally have a picnic at midnight? Um, because freaky deaky, I love it. But is that like <laughs> literally they, they were sitting in the park having a picnic at midnight? Um, or is that a metaphor, you know, is that more of a poetic license for something else? Yeah. And then the once upon a time, does that mean like, oh, that was last night or was this a long time ago? Right. Cause it says once upon a time before the rain began. So do we mean the literal rain yeah. or are we talking about a metaphorical storm of relationship some kind? or Good something? Or bad. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, stormy relationship. Or we don't know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's so. Wow. Okay. And then what's great but about that is then she's she, back into reality and back into the say. mundane. Yeah. It's right. just she's that thinking about all that. Train. She thinks about that for a second. And it's like, oh, it's time to catch a train. I finished up my coffee, which, by the way, is super easy. She's only got half a cup. Um, <laughs> and, it's, and it's time to catch a train. So not only is she having breakfast in a diner before work. But she's not even near her office. No, she's she, not, she has to catch the train. She's like, she's not even going to no. walk over there. She's got to catch the train. So yeah, early. this isn't the diner on the corner by her office. This is the corner at home. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
That's She's like, oh yeah, I got a, a, I got a four-hour train ride ahead of me. <laughs> I work in, I work in, I work in Philly. Um, <laughs> I work in, I wish, I, I work in DC. I'm a senator. Um, I got to I got a six-hour Amtrak ahead of me. Um, anyway, yeah, all right. So that's it. Uh, anything else on this song? This song's great. It's a great song. Suzanne Vega is an amazing um, songwriter. I will. We're going to talk about that. I mean, she's incredible. And and the original acapella version, you would be like, what? That's And then you listen to it and you're like, this song is amazing. Yeah. Like the original version is good. The remix, obviously, that was a hit is good. Um, you know, the story of how that all happened is super cool. So we'll get to all that. But mm-hmm. before that, let's talk Spanish Universe. What do we got? Expanded universe. Here's what I will say. One thing that corner diners were known for in the 80s. Yeah. Okay, besides obviously food. Payphones. Mm-hmm. So is one or more of the following happening in this diner? Operator? Mm-hmm. Martha or Sylvia's mother? Okay. Every last one of them. <laughs> They're waiting there online three, to use the payphone. Yeah. Or there are three payphones on the wall. <laughs> yeah. And all three of them are happening simultaneously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say in Sylvia's mother, uh, she says, take an umbrella because it's going to rain. Ooh, mm. she does. Okay, well, there you go. Let me, I think that answers. You know, Although you know, I, think, I think Sylvia's mother takes place at, at night. So um, Shel Silverstein's been on the phone overnight. All night. Yeah. yeah. He fell asleep with the Maybe. phone. He's <laughs> just like, I just need to talk to her for a minute. And she's like, no, right. she's, she's not here. And she's like, but she's been here the whole time. So could you, now here's, now here's the thing. Here's the thing. Then he's like, does anyone have a dime? So I can continue this phone call. And Susan Vega's like, <laughs> Don't look away from me, Suzanne <laughs> Vega. <laughs> so As she puts um, like a roll of dimes in her pocket. Like, no, no one has a dime here. No, no. I certainly don't have a paper roll with a hundred dimes in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is it? Uh, you know who the the lady with the skirt and the stockings? She seems like a modern girl. Oh yeah, she's probably a modern. She's girl. a That's modern true. girl. I have a theory yeah, yeah. about that lady with the skirt. Okay. Okay. Um, what if it is her? Because just tonight she stood before the tavern. Nothing seemed the way it used to be. In the glass, I saw a strange reflection. Was that lonely woman really me? Those were the days, my friend. Uh, okay. I think so, it's a younger oh, her she... or an older her. It's one of the two. I don't really remember how that so, song goes. Gotcha. So it's her from the future. Yeah, it's future her. Looking into the window. And okay. that's why the do-do-do-do is her ringtone, but it's the ringtone of her outside. Right. So she she came from the 21st century and went back to like 1987, um, mm-hmm. you know, to, uh, I don't know, stop by Sam Goody or something. And... Uh, and she had her she had a phone and she was looking into the diner and was like, This used to be a tavern. And feel free mm-hmm. to cut me off anytime. I'm just rambling at this point. <laughs> no, I please. I'm just gonna hang out to dry. Um, <laughs> I haven't totally thought this through, but No, I love it. I love it. Um well what I was gonna ask was 
Um, is this a workplace with like a real flexible, like when you get there, so you can take a lot of time in the morning? Mm. Um, Hope so. Meaning, does she does she work with Dido, um, who apparently <laughs> has enough time to let her tea go cold right. in the morning, and this lady has enough time to sit in a diner <laughs> and read the paper? So I think Suzanne Vega, Dido, um, Jewel, and the character from Manic Monday will call her a bangle. Yeah. I think they all work together and the boss is just like walking around oh, this office yeah. being like, nobody is here. It is 1130. <laughs> Where is everyone? <laughs> oh, man. Guys, you don't have to get airplane. here like exactly. If they had airplanes, they still could make it on here, okay? <laughs> That's how bad these people are. Um, Why is everybody missing the bus? All right, well, here's an obvious one, but, you know, I'm obviously Suzanne Vega says, I feel like there's somebody watching me. Um because it's the woman on the other side of the window, um, and she raises her head. So the song "Somebody's Watching Me." Yes. By, well, what happens is off. she she actually whispers that outside. She says, uh, "I feel somebody watching me." And Maxwell pops up on the other side of the counter and goes, "Me too." Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "I <laughs> always hear that." Oh where were you? He goes, "I, I took a part time <laughs> job here." Um. I hide, but I hide under the counter. I'm always, <laughs> I'm always scared. I'm not good at my job. Neither are you. You should be no, at work. Terrible. <laughs> We're both. And Suzanne fun. Vega was like, "This is the one time I felt like someone was watching me." And he's like, "I always feel like somebody's yeah. watching." <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else? That's all I got. No. All right. Let's leave it there. Uh, we take a quick break, and we come back. When when we come back, we'll talk about the history of this song with the story behind the story. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey guys, if you're at work, you're on your feet all day, or you're behind a desk, guess what? You need some great socks, right? You want mm-hmm. socks that are going to look good, they're going to feel good, because your feet are the foundation of everything you're going to do all day. And let me tell you a great place to get socks, boldfoot.com, okay? It's 100% American made, and your feet are going to feel good, and guess what? Your heart is going to feel good, because mm-hmm. 5% of all proceeds go to veteran 
charities. They're family and veteran owned. And they have amazing bold patterns and bold names like Bricklayer, Firecracker, and Jailbird. And they have any kind of sock that you could need. They have athletic socks, dress socks, and they even have compression socks. Absolutely. Guys, everybody needs socks. You don't want to think about it, but you want some good socks. When you're, when you're getting out of the shower in the morning, you got to put some socks on your, uh, uh, your feet. Let's get some nice looking, some mm-hmm. nice feeling socks on there. Don't okay? me- no messy socks. No messy no. feet. No. You want bold right. feet, not messy feet. You know what? My days are already looking up because the <laughs> socks are looking good. Go to boldfoot.com. That's B-O-L-D-F-O-O-T.com. Grown here, sewn here. Thank you to Boldfoot for sponsoring this episode of the Story Song Podcast. All right, welcome back. It's time for a story behind the story. How did this story come to be? Mm-hmm. So this this one's going to go out in a lot of different directions. Uh, there's a lot of stuff connected to this song, um, which is weird, and I'm going to quiz you guys on it. So Uh-oh. get ready, and yes, this will count towards your final grade. Um, <laughs> the audience home doesn't know. I, I, at the end of the year, I grade these guys on their performance <laughs> uh, on the show. Uh, and it consistently is, uh... we're getting does not work well with others. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is is, uh, as unwelcome as it is unfair. Um, (laughs) So Suzanne Nadine Vega. Those mini-sodes count as our extra credit, I think. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Suzanne Nadine Vega was born July 11th, 1959 in Santa Monica, California. I've been there many times and it's beautiful, but she wouldn't know because when she was two years old, her family moved to New York City where she grew up. Vega attended the High School of the Performing Arts uh, the famous uh, fame school in New York, and then went to Barnard College in Manhattan, where she studied English literature. Oh. While at Barnard, while at Barnard, she began performing in small venues in Greenwich Village, and became associated with the Fast Folk Collective. Fast Folk Music Magazine was a magazine, obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, what? Great, Roll it back. Great, <laughs> great, great typing there, Dan. Uh, it was a magazine, but they also produced albums um, and often was a place for singer-songwriters to release their first recordings. Now, first question. We have talked about Fast Folk before. Mm. Does anyone remember why? Does anyone mm. remember why? Is it because you bought a bunch of magazine subscriptions from me? <laughs> no. No. Uh, Sean Colvin. Oh, sure. Sonny Came Home Fame. Sure. She's was fast a folk? member, and she was a contemporary of Suzanne Vega. Wow. So they're roughly the same time. Although, as you will see, Suzanne Vega rocketed to fame, so she may yeah. have left pretty early on. But that's where she got her start. In fact- Were they like buddies? I did not get that information. But they, but they were there in, they were both there in the early 80s. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. And then it was just sort of, you know, it was a magazine- um, and like I said, they would put out albums and it was just sort of a loose collection of people. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Again, I don't cool. think they had like field trips or anything. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I'm sure they probably crossed paths at some point. Um, so, in fact, Tom's Diner was originally released as a part of the January 1984 Fast Folk release. So. Uh, Wait, so they would they would put albums out like. As if they so were magazine edit editions? Is that what you're saying? Well, that, well, I, yeah, I think that what happened, it basically, like, remember in the 90s when you would get a magazine and there'd be, like, a CD inside? 
This was like an early version of that. Um, I don't know if every magazine that they put out came with a CD mm-hmm. uh, or a or tape, record. probably yeah. in this case. Or a 12-inch um, vinyl LP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But um, it, they they they, re- they had a, uh, an album release in January of 1984, and that was where Tom Steiner first appeared. Okay. Obviously the original acapella version. So later that year, Suzanne Vega signed with A&M Records. And on May 1st, 1985, she released her first album titled Suzanne Vega. It peaked at number 91 Mm. on the U.S. Billboard 200 and number 11 on the U.K. albums chart. Nice. Um, She would consistently be more popular in the U.K. Um, So that's kind of a a first hint of that. They're always on cutting Uh, edge, you know? They're always kind of like a little... I feel like there's, there's always this thing about... America and the UK where it's like where where does the music where is like the hip music come from obviously not from me because I just said where does the hip music come from <laughs> but you know what I mean like we always want their music and they kind of always want our music it feels like yeah yes or no. their unknowns I mean, you know and, and I mean it's yeah it's not this cut and dry but like there is this weird thing where like someone will be popular in another country and not in their country for whatever reason. I mean, yeah. again, she's David a folk Hasselhoff. artist who's... Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, she's a folk artist who's releasing acapella tracks, so it's not, like, um, mind-blowing that she's not burning up the charts. Right. Um, but, you know, uh, that that stuff maybe is a little more uh, acceptable to the British audience. Well, I always find Britain so weird. 1985. Absolutely. You know, yeah, 1985... Yeah music in the u.s was was very synth pop was um, right you know not but i, I always folk songs yeah i always find like the the idea of britain is so funny to me and this is no offense to any brits who may be listening to this but just in terms because it's like I'm, we always think of like america and then like the uk right and meanwhile the uk is like the size of connecticut you know what i mean like it's a <laughs> tiny little place relatively there's not a lot of people there compared to America. So it's just funny how they sort of get like equal weight when like, in fact, really you got to convince like nine guys in the UK and they're like, fine, whatever. Number 11. It's cool. Um, so nine guys and four and they, of them are the Beatles. Well, and the country's so small that they have like, you know, one radio station that everyone listens to in the whole country. So like you put that, you put that on BBC, everyone's going to hear it. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not like, Oh, well, it was popular on this Philly station, but that it didn't, you know, it never crossed the Rockies or whatever, like, yeah. which is a thing that often happens here, or at least it did back in the day. Um, anyway, so uh, that album was well-reviewed, and Vega was a Vega, and Vega was anointed as like a hip new artist, as, as Rachel said. So mm-hmm. um, That's what me new and York- everybody's grandma says. <laughs> In New York Newsday, you guys know that one? Oh, yeah. Uh, May 7, Nassau 1985. Edition. I, I think it's the city <laughs> edition, which no longer exists. But I, uh, in New York I found New- one once uh, folded up on a diner counter, and I immediately mm-hmm. turned to the funnies. Oh, mm-hmm. good call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No Marmaduke, yeah, um, just, just Garfield. Anyway. So in New York Newsday, May 7, 1985, Wayne Robbins described it as one of 1985's most satisfying debuts, mm. a varied 
yet firmly reign toward a force that puts in sharp focus Vega's multiple assets. Okie um, dokie. And that's Newsday saying it. Right? Newsday, you guys. Um, the song from that album, or the single from that album was Marlene on the Wall. I just, that's a really good song. So if you haven't heard that one, you should look that up. Okay, the next year mm-hmm. is now 1986, and Suzanne Vega wrote and recorded with Steve Abadou at Adabo. Adabo. Uh, the song Left of Center, which was included on the soundtrack for Pretty in Pink. Um, it reached number 32 on the UK singles chart. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys might be wondering, wait a minute, Pretty in Pink, is that the one with the super racist Asian guy? No, that's 16 Candles. That's <laughs> totally fine. You can watch Pretty in Pink. The only problem with Pretty in Pink is she should have gone with John Cryer. But that's other than that, that's, though. And that, listen, it's that not is problematic. Up for, that's up for debate. There's always this back and forth. I'm just saying. Know. I'm just saying. I mean, Ducky um, is Ducky. You, Ducky's going to be Ducky. That's true. I'm just saying she had all of college to date hot guys. Just, you know what I mean? Dance with Ducky. That's all I'm saying. What? Why didn't Rachel Ducky just, hang out Rachel with Annie Potts? <laughs> that's true. I think Annie Potts must be like 30 in that movie, though. It's weird. Well, I guess anyway. Is that the um, one where they had detention? <laughs> no, Michael. Come on. You know that. Stop. I'm refusing to accept <laughs> that. Um, okay. So then uh, on her next album called Solitude Standing, uh, that was released April 1st, 1987. And the first track on the album was Tom's Diner. And the second track was Luca. Whoa. Luca would be her biggest hit, reaching number three on the Billboard Hot 100. Now, this is a good time. We did this last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, this was not intentional, but we talked about Stan last time. Right. Luca, same mm-hmm. category. Uh, guys, it's not going to happen. It's yeah. not going to uh, happen, you, you holding, guys. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I'm out, sorry. Maybe someday, maybe someday we'll do a mini-sode of all the story songs that we can't do. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, there are a couple. Uh, look, guys, we will joke. Morning, noon, and night, and twice on Sunday about murder uh, <laughs> and, other, and, and accidental deaths and all other kinds of horrible things. We're not joking about child abuse. No. Uh, so, Luca, unfortunately, fantastic song. Incredible fantastic story, story song. Fantastic story song. Off, off the table. Like I said, maybe someday we'll do a mini-sode yeah. where we collect all these songs and discuss them. But uh, just a good time to mention, if you've been holding out for Luca... It, it ain't gonna happen. So <laughs> let it go. I mean, again, maybe in like 2028 when we're totally out of ideas, <laughs> totally creatively bankrupt. Uh, yeah. But but uh, not not anytime soon. Let's just say. Uh, but I think what we can say is, if you are new to Suzanne Vega and Suzanne Vega's music, and you have never heard Luca, you should listen to Luca. It is a phenomenal song. My name is Luca. I live on the second floor I live upstairs from you Yes, I think you've seen me before If you hear something Tom's Diner is now out in the world 
Um, if you have never heard the original version, I'm going to play it right here. I am sitting in the morning at the diner on the corner. I am waiting at the counter for the man to pour the coffee. And he fills it only halfway. And before I even argue, he is looking out the window at somebody coming in. It is always nice to see you, says the man behind the counter. To the woman who has come in, she is shaking. All right. That's oh, so good. I mean, it, it like it's one of those things where you're like, oh, it's an acapella version. There's no instruments. You, and you're going to be like, what? That sounds terrible. Who knows that? And then you play it and you're like, this song is incredible. Yeah. But Her voice yeah, is amazing. She's got an ethereal voice, so she can she can... Like she can do that because her voice is an instrument the way I mean, she's a little it's a little breathy. It's a little bit, you know, it's it's just there is a very musical nature to her voice that does not that is not in everybody's voice. Yeah, I was actually thinking so the the version that was on the album is the acapella. Yes, this is pre remix Um, pre remix. Was this version on that like compilation? In I don't know if it's the exact version. I would imagine she had probably re-recorded it. Okay. It was acapella. It was always mm. acapella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I was I was actually wondering this, and I I wanted to ask this in the first part, but now seems like a good time to ask. Do you think okay. that Times Diner would have had the effect? Would have had the impact? Would have been as big of a song without? Suzanne Vega's voice on it like there's just so- something it's such a great song no but there's something about her performance of it that that makes the song so much more special yeah I mean I I I understand that she is the songwriter but as we've right. spoken it's it's song meets song meets singer um and I think yeah she could adding... have written the song and been like oh this isn't right for me this is right for this other singer and somebody right. else records it but like, there's something so unique about her voice on this song that makes it work so perfectly. This, this sounds. This is. <laughs> this is gonna sound a little. It. I don't mean this to sound the way it does, but the mundane nature of this song could not be pulled off. Uh, by every singer. You would start to listen to the lyrics, and you'd be like, "What am I listening to? I'm just <laughs> yeah. listening to this person just randomly saying stuff." But because of the way that Suzanne Vega sings it, and I think, like she, like it, it's it, it elevates it. And I think that yeah. I don't. I also don't think it would be as big of a hit, sans the remix. You know, it, no, it would have well, just I mean, been this little sleeper. It would have been just this little sleeper song that people, as Suzanne Vega, you know, got right. you know got popular people would be like have you heard her song where she just does this acapella talking about the morning that she had it's really weird um right i mean it was an album track all these things compiled together to make this song something that is just out there and just became you know a cultural thing people know this song yeah she manages like in her performance she manages to have somehow and i don't know how both like a, a a warmth and an intimacy to her voice but also like this distance and mm-hmm. this like we were talking about in the first part like that she is an observer um mm. 
there so there's there's a connection and a disconnect at yeah. the same time uh just in the way she sings it and she does like you were saying uh have this ethereal quality to her voice um that really works and makes it so cool yeah there's also i mean there's such a confidence in because in the version you know she's like that i'm behind the counter and then like she'll and then i pour the milk and then there's like eight seconds of silence Mm -hmm. and then she starts the next line you know what i mean and it's it's one of those things where you're like the her, her confidence the the way she's singing it makes it seem profound mm-hmm. in in the mundane of it. Yeah, she's you know definite I mean? about exactly what she's what trying we to say. About. She's definite about what she is trying to say in it, and that's what yeah. how it gets pulled off. Yeah, yeah. Um. So okay. So we are now in 1987. Um. Like I said, it was uh, on her album. Uh. That out. Uh, that was not released as a single. Uh, Luca was, and which hit number three on the Billboard Hot 100. So Tom's Tom's Diner, of course, is a real place. Um, it is on the corner of Broadway and 112th it, Street uh, in Manhattan. It is. Is it the Seinfeld Diner? It is technically Tom's restaurant. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And Rachel had asked if we'd ever been there, and I said I don't think so, but you know it. And yes, it's it is the, the exterior. Sun- of Monk's Cafe on Seinfeld. So anytime they're in Monk's Cafe, you see a shot of Tom's Diner on the outside. Now, every time or you Tom's see Diner. that shot and then you start watching Seinfeld in that diner, you won't be able to yeah. not hear in your head. <laughs> do, 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 well, I mean, it's just it's just crazy that it's this song and type, like, you know what I mean? There's so many, so many weird things that coming out of diner, this. diner. I tell you what. To it. Um, so the date of the song is November, is Monday, November 16th, 1981. Wait, the date Here's of how the we song? Know. It's the a date, very good, it was a very good day. <laughs> Today was date, a good day. The date that is happening okay. uh-huh. in the song is Monday, November 16th, 1981. Okay. Okay. What happened was Suzanne Vega was, I don't know, talking to a relative. So this is uh, a real on, thing. 100% real. Oh, wow. Cool. So Suzanne Vega was talking to like a relative, and she was like talking about, like, oh, I don't know, I'm trying to write these songs, whatever. And this relative was like, well, why don't you just write about what happened today? And she's like, all right, I'm going to literally do that. And so she wrote down. All right, Aunt Diane, happened. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so she doesn't, like, she didn't necessarily remember the exact date by the time the song came out. But on that date, the New York Post front page story was about an actor. Who had died while he was drinking. Oh, so this was... Okay. So when we were talking about the lyrics, I was like, this... I think I know who this is, but I didn't know if the dates lined up because the remix was 1990. The song was, what, 87? Right. Well, and again, originally it was released on that Fast Folk in 84. So this this song has been around. Yeah. Okay. She wrote it sometime probably late 81. Okay. So that was one of my questions because the timing seemed off, but... The way she describes it, the only thing that throws me is that she didn't know who the actor was, but, like, is it is it about William Holden? So on that date, the New York Post <laughs> had a front page story about an actor who fell to his death from his apartment while heavily intoxicated. That actor was William Holden. William Holden was best known for films like Sunset Boulevard, Sabrina, The Bridge on the River Kwai, and The Wild Bunch. 
and he won an Oscar in 1953 for Starlight 17. 17. Starlight 17. Michael, that is insane that you what? are just like, <laughs> while we were going through the lyrics, I was like, you know what? Is this about William Holden? <laughs> That's insanity. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I, I do like the thing that you were like the, that you're like, well, I'm not sure if this all checks out. I mean, he did die while he was drinking and it would have been front page news. But there's no way Suzanne Vega doesn't know who William Holden is. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. Michael, you silly goose. That can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was two things. Well, three things. One, I didn't know if it was definitely a true story. Right. Two, um... I was thinking the song came out in 1987 and it was written sort of around that time. And I knew William Holden died in the early 80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not realizing that the song was came out originally in like 83, 84. Right. So the timing would have made sense. Um, and Suzanne Vega was born, what, 1959? Yeah. Yes. William Holden was a gigantic movie star. When she was a baby. Of that era. But, but I mean, like. Michael, I would like to say this. I was not. What I just said was not a slight on you. It was in awe of you. <laughs> I think you're reading this wrong. <laughs> it's unfathomable to me that anybody can have that in their mind. I'm fascinated by it and I'm in awe. Bravo, sir. Why, thank you. Also, you know, Michael. Michael, uh, <laughs> even if celebrity culture just wasn't what it, it wasn't was, the same. You know what I mean? Like if you weren't watch, if you just weren't paying attention a lot of watching a lot of movies, you just you didn't know what people's names were. You know what I mean? We didn't have the twitters and all that stuff to 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 follow. I don't know. Yeah. Also, I don't I don't really know who William Holden is. I mean, I well, she also I've, I've seen played, some of these movies, but yeah, yeah. but she also but, she probably didn't. But you know what? He also he has movies. A, they didn't have they didn't have Netflix, right. HBO. Like, right. They didn't have anything. She's just she seeing this act. Yeah, she's not going to Blockbuster to find old William Holden movies. I know, yeah, but yeah. no, I agree. I'm just saying. Like the other problem with William Holden, no offense, he's got a really generic name. So if it was just like William Holden dead, I'd be like, I was, I guess he was Secretary of State. I don't, I don't know who that is. Um, <laughs> he was married so, to, I think he was married to Stephanie Powers. He, um, he was on the uh, I Love Lucy episode where they first get to Hollywood, the one where Lucy okay. sets her nose on fire. <laughs> Michael, Michael, what? Michael. Uh, this is these are all things that happened in the 1940s and 50s she's like in her 20s in the in like in like the late 70s early 80s maybe she's not a huge am or or, uh amc fan you know who knows just saying i mean bridge on the river Kwai. And Sabrina, Sunset. I mean, I love. I went. I went and watched Bridge on the Quiet in the movie theaters. Um, Oh God, that's long. (laughs) That was release. That was great, though. It's a great movie. But I don't know who William Holden is. Oh, is he the? Is he the spy? Is he the guy who? He must be the spy. He's like a good-looking guy. Yeah, I'm gonna say he's the spy. Anyway, (laughs) um, he's the guy. He's the guy. Well, I mean, Alec Guinness is the guy, but I guess he's the other guy. guy. He's the other guy. Um. Well, anyway, Susan Vega doesn't know who he is. You've seen Sunset Boulevard. He plays Joe Gillis. I have never seen Sunset Boulevard. Um, <gasps> you know who he is? Not Gloria Swanson. <laughs> I'm not gonna... Um. So anyway, so 
Well, Suzanne Vega never heard of him, so it can't be that great. Um, <laughs> hey. Take here's that, another, Academy. Here's another. I'm going to go off on another weird tangent okay. about this song. I, if you guys know this one, I'm going to throw my <laughs> laptop in the river. Um, <laughs> Suzanne Vega has a nickname in the audio technology industry. Does anyone want to guess what Suvan- Suzanne Vega's nickname is? In the audio industry. In the audio technology industry. Is it like the human metronome? Mm-hmm. Something like that? You're on the right track. Something about her right rhythm? Track. All right, I'll tell you. Suzanne Vega is known as the mother of the MP3. What? Audio engineers used Tom's Diner the original, obviously, uh, use Tom's Diner to fine-tune their algorithm when creating the MP3 format. Because the exact reasons you were saying, she has such a warm voice. Wow. Um, she has such a range that when they first put it, put it through the algorithm, it came out and sounded like crap. And they were like, all right, we just have to keep refining it and refining it and refining it until this song sounds like it does on the album. And they and said, bingo, we've got a Vega. Well, yeah, but it but it's one of those things. Well, and I mean, they picked it on purpose because they were like, "This will be extremely difficult for the computer to yeah. properly replicate." Because you, as a human being, your ear, you know what it's supposed to sound like. Yeah. And there's so much variance that the computer has to, like, there's a lot of, and and also like because it's just her voice, right? And there's no instruments. In a lot of ways, there's nowhere for the computer to hide. Yeah. So, like, the computer can take a song and be like, "Here it is." It's like. 98% correct mm-hmm. and you go yeah that sounds pretty good but with just her voice you can hear that it's like it's not right so um, yeah so they use times I mean I, I think they did it for like years yeah. <laughs> trying for refining and refining and refining uh, using Tom's cool. Diner so, so she's known as the mother of the mp3 how terrible is it though that they, they called it mp3s and not like like hey can you send that to me in a Vega file <laughs> <laughs> that'd be so good I mean, Tom's Diner dot Vega. (laughs) Neil Young would hate the Vega format. Um, (laughs) You know why? It's lossy. You're not getting uh, high quality audio. Yeah. From a Vega. Yeah. And she's like, hey, man, why? Now my name's associated with this. Oh, man. Okay. So uh, it's 1987. The album comes out. Great. Three years later, in 1990. A remix was distributed to clubs. The remix was called Oh Suzanne and was credited to DNA featuring Suzanne Vega. Okay. The beat, the beat was sampled from the song Keep On Moving by Soul to Soul. You guys know that one? Keep Probably. on moving. No. Keep on oh, moving. Oh yeah. Don't stop. Oh, yeah. Keep on moving. Don't. This was the work of two English electronic mu- music producers, Nick Batt and Neil Slateford, using the name DNA. Uh, this is done. This was done without permission from Suzanne Vega or her record label. A and M originally planned to sue the duo for copyright infringement, but after consulting with Vega, they decided to purchase the song and release it. Said Vega, "I just had a big hit with Luca, which unfortunately, despite its dark subject matter, child abuse." lend itself to all sorts of parodies and covers. Mm. 
most of which I hated. You guys can see the problem um, <laughs> with the song Luca. Um, I feared more of the same, but to my great relief, I loved the, what DNA had done. I thought it would be played in a few dance clubs and that would be it, but it surpassed everyone's expectations. I even got a plaque for it for being one of the most played R&B songs. Pretty funny for a folk singer. That's cool. Yeah, that's great. DNA originally conducted the transaction through an intermediary so as to not reveal their identities. Like PayPal? Um, <laughs> like like yep. PayPal. Yep. Okay, Banksy, uh, settle down. Well, they, well they, I mean, they honestly thought that the record company was like entrapping them. Oh, um, I see. I see. To find out, because they who didn't they know who they were. were. Got it. Um, but they got paid through an intermediary. Intermediary. Um, okay. So the remix of this song peaked at number five the week of December 22nd, 1990. The top five was Because I Love You, the Postman song by Stevie B. Oh, it's a good song. What's Justify is- My Love. Just if, actually, I, well, I'll talk about it in one second. Okay. Justify My Love by, Justify My Love by Madonna. Amazing song. From a Distance mm-hmm. by Bed Midler. Another amazing Impulsive. Song. By Wilson Phillips. Oh my God, yeah. is this the best week ever? Yes. Yes. And then, uh, and then uh, uh, Tom Steiner. Oh, this is so a reverse order. Thing, I thought Impulsive was number one. I thought you were doing a countdown. I thought you were no, doing a case, case and countdown. I apologize. No, I'm sorry. No, I apologize. I'm to explain it. Uh, so Because I Love You is number one. Justify My Love, From a Distance, Impulsive, and then Tom Steiner. Now, here's the thing, Michael. I appreciate that you like it. Um... <laughs> I'm, I will leave Justify My Love out of this because I do genuinely think that's a good song. Okay. Yeah. Although maybe it's not for me. Um, but this is just my impression of me looking at this list in 1990. So grunge isn't here yet? Hasn't broken? Okay. All right. <laughs> got anyway, about a year. I'll see what happens got, in January. Got about... Um, okay. We'll take... Yeah, it's, that's fine. That's no worries. Um, yeah, this is not my favorite uh moment in music history um because i love you i looked it up on youtube i listened to it and i was like oh yeah okay i know this one if and uh, then if you listen to enough adult contemporary radio yeah yeah like you you hear it fairly frequently it's actually it's a but good here's song. the but here's the problem michael i cannot sing it to you or even know how it goes right now because it, it is like it literally just like evaporates like as soon as I've heard it and I stopped playing it, I was like, I don't know what song that was again. Like it just it just disappears into the ether for me. For me, it and is same very for you. similar to other love songs of the time. So I could see how if you don't hear it regularly, if you're not a fan of it, it might sort of blend into others. That said, mm. I could sing it for you right now. I will not, <laughs> but I could. I mean, Michael, you could sing this top five right now for us, word for word. You could do yeah. You could do a short set. At Birdland yeah. or yeah. at under, <laughs> Heads under up. 54. I am not singing Justify My Love to the two of you. <laughs> not again. That'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One of you guys um, know Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> Let's do it. A one, two, three, four. So last thing I will say is um, now when Michael will do a background, he'll come at you with like, oh, it hit number seven in Iceland and all these accolades and, and all this data and stuff. I don't care about any of that. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't impress me. That doesn't impress me much. Um, 
What impresses me, do, what impresses do, me, do, do. is when you do, when you're, when you're, when you're a badass chick who does all kinds of crazy cool stuff, and that's Suzanne Vega. Okay. Um, she's awesome, up until including. These guys come out, like, steal her song and do a remix. And she was like, that song's pretty cool. Let's release it. I'll take it. I love it. I love it. So Suzanne Vega is an insanely talented person um, who's always doing something cool. And here's just a couple of highlights. Okay? So she's released nine studio albums, Mm -hmm. the last one being in 2016. In 1999, she published her first book, The Passionate Eye, The Collected Writings of Suzanne Vega. I love when you. I love when they do a book. Um, it's just, it, you know what I mean. It just shows like something outside of the one thing you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2003, she hosted the American public media radio series American Mavericks about 20th century American composers, for which she received the Peabody Award mm. for excellence in broadcasting. Nice. What Hell, a Peabody? Yeah. What? She's got a Peabody, you guys. Awesome. That's good. Awesome. Um, Suzanne Vega and Duncan Sheik. That guy's back. Remember him? <laughs> yeah. Second second mention on the show. Suzanne Vega and Duncan Sheik wrote a play uh, called Carson McCullers Talks About Love, about the life of writer Carson McCullers. So I'm just going to, let's back up for a second. Vega yeah. and Duncan Sheik wrote a play? Not a That's what it says. musical? It might be a musical. I hope it's a musical that Suzanne Vega and Duncan <laughs> Sheik wrote. Imagine they, go, <laughs> imagine they go to the theatrical agent and they say, we've got a great idea for a play. And they go, you mean a musical? Because you're both, you're Duncan Sheik and Suzanne Vega. And they go, a play. Did we stutter? Uh, <laughs> did I stutter? stutter. Uh, let's see. Um... I don't know. Is it a pl- is I it a play? It, Maybe it's a play with music. I have to. Tell I think you, it's. I mean, if I was a producer, and yeah. Suzanne Vega came to me with a musical, yeah. I'd be like, yes, a hundred percent. Because one, it's going to be incredible. Two, we're going to save a lot of money on that orchestra. <laughs> um, I just looked it up. By the way, it is a musical. Thank God. I it got so musical. nervous. Yes. All is, is right with the acapella world. Acapella musical. It is acapella musical. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> who's doing the yeah. arrangements nobody I mean and again I'd never heard of Carson McCullers um, and then I looked her up and she's like some super cool weirdo uh, writer yeah who wrote southern gothic about like weirdos who do weird stuff and it's like I'm sure super cool and like way too cool for me so um, but Suzanne Vega knows about her she's awesome yeah um, and in early 2020, Suzanne Vega played the role of the band leader in an off-Broadway musical based on the 1969 movie Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. What? 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 <laughs> That's I'm sorry. awesome. <laughs> there was a musical based on the movie Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice? Apparently off-Broadway. That's great. There was. So my point is, that takes us to the present. My point is, you guys do weird stuff. Be yes. super cool and do cool, weird stuff. And I love it. And that's what Suzanne Vega does. And she's the best. Um, yep. All right. Any other thoughts? Oh, we want to talk about the video. Yeah, I think we need to talk about the music video. Let's talk about the, media, <laughs> yeah. the video. For the remix. I, I Well, actually, 
weirdly on YouTube, there is a video for the acapella version. It's not the album version. It's just her singing, like live. Oh, that's cool. Um, she's in a diner, although she's like in the corner, like by the window. And the whole video is just her singing. And then she keeps like looking like, like there's someone there, but you never see anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, she also like leaves out a stanza for some weird reason. Um, but anyway, that's it. Um, but I was like, this is not the version. Uh, this is not the, this is, but anyway, there was a video. I don't know what it's for. Um, the <laughs> no, remix. It's the 1990 remix that we, that we need to talk about the video. I mean, it's the video is what I like to call an abracadabra. Um, <laughs> like the song abracadabra. Yes. If you guys know the song, the video for the song abracadabra, um, Steve Miller was not available uh-huh. to make a video. So they hired someone uh or whatever they hired a director and they're like you have a day and so in a black room a bunch of people do kind of mediocre magic tricks yeah. and that's the song that's the whole video <laughs> um and that's what this is it is a lot of close-ups of random feet things dancing <laughs> feet dancing umbrellas opening uh just the most random a, it doesn't make any se- i don't understand it michael do you understand anything about this video absolutely this looks like <laughs> If somebody recorded five seconds at a time an entire day of MTV programming in mid 1990, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's because right. Because it's just like the song's playing. There's nothing to. Although I think at one point they show like like a diner counter or something. There's um, there's a coffee there's, maker. There's a yeah, coffee urn. There's, there's two people uh, doing the Running Man because it's 1990, which in, by the way in is awesome. Bike shorts in yep. bike. One of them has bike shorts on because it's the 90s. And then there's a hawk, and then <laughs> there's there's an umbrella, and then someone drops a coffee cup, and then there's another hawk or the same hawk, but the hawk's uh-huh. back. Um, now let me ask you. Just... Let me ask you, Michael. Does this video take place in both black and white and color? Yeah. Oh, it sure does. Because yeah, it it's uh, the 90s. Are there flashing lights? Uh, uh, there sure are. Because it's yeah. the 90s. For a story song, there is no hint of a story to this video. <laughs> it's no. just, it's a lot of elements. I'll tell you what. That don't if you, come together. If you watch this video out of context, you would think... What is this David Lynch movie about? <laughs> <laughs> well, but again, but it's, yeah, but it's clearly the, like, you guys have a day because they're in a black room, right? There's nothing. And it's like, yeah, it's just like, my buddy's got a hawk. Um, <laughs> like, I got a yellow umbrella. Like, let's just, we'll get two dancers, put them in Doc Martens and shorts and no shirt and they'll dance and uh, we'll call it a day. Mm-hmm. We'll get this done. Bing and ba- we'll be we'll be out by lunch like it, three hours. Bing and bang and yeah. Bang, it'll be Throw in right. what could be Suzanne um, Vega's eye, and you're you got yourself a video. <laughs> hey, exactly. I was uh, I was looking at the paperwork for the Tom Steiner video. I think we're really mm-hmm. going to need to up our our hawk budget. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just not enough. No. Look, he'll. F- He'll fly, but if you want him to land, it's an extra ten grand. I'm just gonna tell you that there's right a, now. So, there, um, there's a, there, every time he looks at the camera. <laughs> there's a hawk in this song. Uh, no, no, there's not. Nope. Why would you, why would I don't you know why that? you it's would even ask that. What are you saying? Of course, it's not a hawk. The video is almost 
the 1990 version of like a 1983 video. Like it's on film, so it looks right. a little bit more polished, but it's it's basically like in 1983, it's all those music videos that were on like clearly on videotape and mm-hmm. right. it's like here's a statue and there's a a person like they all look like karaoke videos. Yes. Right. Yep. Well, yeah. I, I mean cuz again, they were like, well we'll put it out, it'll be bi- you know, it'll be big in the clubs or whatever. They were not expecting this. They did not put the money into the video cuz they were not expecting this to be as big of a hit as it was. Yeah. Yeah, it almost so, looks like the video was meant to play in clubs. You know, I mean, like, maybe it was. It's just, it's just a lot That's of a good like point flashing lights and bright colors and like really spinning quick, objects yeah yeah really quick like uh cutaways to different random things it almost looks like it really looks like you don't need the music it's right, almost right. like a visual background for yeah. for anything else like you you could put any any <laughs> dance song over it and like it kind of works yep we should do like a '90s video review one of these days, just because like there's so many things. It's crazy how they were just like, "Oh, you're doing a '90s video? Okay, people got to be dancing, and there's got to be one light that's swinging back and forth yeah. above them." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Now and should they, they be front lit or back lit? Side lit? What? Side lit. Side lit. What do you? And uh, I mean, they're they're, they're going to be on a factory catwalk, right? While they're doing this, yeah. I don't know. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, that was going to be factory. Yeah, um, also, you're going to be uh, turning the the, uh, the the focus on the camera like this yeah. for no reason. Yeah, yeah no, def- totally doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're doing all that. All right, cool. Um, anyway, so yeah, you guys it's think just... it's great. Minnesota hawk videos. Minnesota hawk videos. I think so. I, I think, think so. Let's do it. Sure. Well, finally, we'll stick to a Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Running uh, man hawk videos. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, on that note, let's leave it there. Uh, we'll take a quick break, and we come back, we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. Check out the songs of the Story Song Podcast. Find the Story Song Podcast, the official playlist, and the Story Song Podcast, the official classic playlist, on Spotify to stream all the great songs we review on the show. All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Rachel, let's start with you. What lesson did you learn from Tom's Diner? You know, it's a lesson I learned about myself. Mm -hmm. I'm a booth person. I don't think (laughs) I'm a counter person. I don't think I could do this. I think I'd have to sit in a booth. I've done it a few times. I I very rarely, obviously, am eating out by myself. Right. Um, sometimes it happens. All right, Mr. And on the, <laughs> on the rare occasion, on the rare occasion that I am, I mean, look, I'm eating out, but I'm like, I go to like Burger King if I'm like eating out by myself or something. And I, and then I eat it in my car and I cry. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I get a table at the Palm and but I just sit there it, and I sob for hours and everybody's so uncomfortable. <laughs> but if but if I am eating out somewhere and I am at like a diner, yeah. I have sat at the counter and it's it's an experience. It's I'm just saying it's just like, too much. You're you're just right. You're the the staff is right there. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. But again, I wouldn't do it all the time, but for the experience, because like 
like you said, you're like you're you're right there, and then you need yeah, and then you gotta have like a paper. I mean, I guess nowadays you just pull out your phone, but like yeah. you have to have you gotta you do something because otherwise you just well, you just stare into the kitchen uh, <laughs> like uh, straight I mean, ahead. I'll tell you this, my oh is my that nephew, where my eggs come from? <laughs> my nephew came to stay with me, and we went to a diner. We went to a New York diner, and I mean he's from Long Island, so he also has diners. But we went to my local diner, and he was like, "Can we sit at those bo- at those um spinny?" chairs and i was like sure buddy and we sat there and that kid was in his glory <laughs> on those counter chairs those stools uh, in his glory yeah. i love it it's great it's good for kids um i mean i feel like you know you gotta have like a hard hat you know what i mean you need something like to place gotta... on the chair next to you some yeah, sort yeah. of hat yeah Newspaper. I'm just saying. A newspaper. No, what, you like need the- is, what you need is a trench coat and a fedora and just head down. Yeah. Right. That's what you need. Yeah, yeah. Very Nighthawks. You, you, you have a brooding mystery yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that, that you're trying to solve. Um, <laughs> you have a watch that you talk into. Guys, here's Big a crazy. lesson I learned the hard way. I don't know what's going on in this song, uh, but if you go into a diner in New York City, don't kiss your waiter hello. No. I, again, learned it the hard way. Um, did not work out the Mm-mm. way the way I had hoped. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, especially it was a complete stranger. Um, and yeah. uh, anyway, I was asked to leave. Um, but that right. said, Dan, <sighs> yeah, sometimes it does work out. And that's <laughs> sometimes <laughs> that's right. You she, gotta kiss she, a lot she, of frogs, and by frogs I mean <laughs> diner waiters. waiters who don't know. Guys by the counter. <laughs> uh, shoot your shot on the waiter. That's what Michael's saying. <laughs> uh, Michael, what'd you learn? I learned um, if you go to a diner and the waiter only pours you a half a cup of coffee, yeah, that guy doesn't respect you. Oh, and there's a reason. Uh, if you want to get your waiter's respect up front, you say, "Good sir, on this day I shall be paying with my Diners Club International card," <laughs> and. You will get more coffee than you know what to do with. Uh, that's true. And Telly Savalas will say, who loves you, baby? <laughs> Diners Club International is the way to, uh, to get some respect in this that's day and true. age in a diner. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You're like, hmm, this guy's got it going on. He knows what's <laughs> <up>. <laughs> this guy's serious about his coffee. uh all right guys thank you so much for listening to the story song podcast you can follow us on the socials like instagram twitter and facebook and if you could leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts or wherever your podcast uh we would certainly appreciate it and we'll listen uh we will read it on the show come back next episode for another great story song i'm dan mcinerney i'm rachel oaks and i'm michael gazelle We'll talk to you guys then. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Bye. 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 
Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the Story Song I'm I'm serious though, Michael. You said William Holden. I almost hit the floor. (laughs) How how do you do it? I'm jealous. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.